Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Man, he's special, man. I've been telling y'all since I don't know how many weeks ago that he's the MVP frontrunner, but now I'm going to tell y'all he is the MVP. You know what I mean? He's great. He does everything necessary to be a great QB, puts it all on the line for his teammates, humble, and we blessed, man. We thankful, we happy for him, and we just going to keep going. Welcome to the Fantasy Football Diagnostics Podcast, where we provide you with your weekly diagnosis of everything fantasy football. Whether it's season-long leagues, dynasty, DFS, or even IDP, we got you covered all season long. Welcome to the Fantasy Football Diagnostics Podcast. This is episode 49 once again, I'm John June. I got my guy, Greg Penniman. It's week 15, championship semifinals for most of you guys that don't play week 17. But Greg, what is good, man? What's good? What's goody? Uh, yeah, week week uh, semifinals, week 15. Uh, it's time to go. Um, you know, a lot of interesting things that happened last week. Hopefully not as many injuries happened this week. Uh, we need our players to be out there. I'm trying to see superstars on the field, man. Can't, they can't be getting hurt on me like this, this late in the clutch time. So let's get to it. Oh yeah, man! But we got to recap that Thursday night game. Um, so as you, uh, as you are, as already know, hopefully you had Lamar Jackson. Didn't have oh, yeah. to go against him. The man was a bad, bad man as he is every single week. Uh, he had fifteen to twenty-three, two hundred twelve passing yards, five passing touchdowns, also <clears> ran for eighty-six <throat> yards, and as we know, broke uh, Mike Vick's record, holding the single-season record for most rushing yards by a quarterback. Greg, what do we make of this one, man? Oh yeah, this is this is Lamar. This is MVP. You already know. Just lock it in right now. The man's only thirty points behind Mahomes for the best fantasy quarterback season ever, uh, and he's only it's only week fifteen. So uh, it's, it's wild. He might still get it and not play week seventeen because they've already clinched the one seed. So he, this all these stats, man. They need to put the ashes on it and say, uh, you know, the, all this is done and the number of games that he's done it in. It's insane. So uh, shout out to Lamar. Shout out to the Ravens. Uh, hopefully they get that one seed so they can, you know, roll to the Super Bowl. Yeah, man. I mean, selfishly, if if I'm if I'm a fantasy owner, I want Lamar. You know, I want you know. I know they're locked up this this one or this uh, division championship, but I want them to have to keep playing for this one seed, man. I want them to have to play for the one seed next yep, week. Yep. I don't want Lamar getting pulled out of these games, man. Yeah, I mean, um, basically, you got to root for the Pats to win games. You got to root for them, exactly. Then, yeah, to, to edge that. So. Here we go. I actually want him to play week 17, too, <clears> as, as crazy as it sounds. I know they're, they're talking <laughs> yep. about him maybe sitting week 17. And if you play in a week 17 playoffs, then, uh, you know, you might have to start making other arrangements. But, mm-hmm. you know, I want to see – I want I I, I'm, I just want him to, see, like, continue to make history. And that's really what it is at this point yeah. with Lamar. Yeah. Uh, um, absolutely. All right. Other guys that performed well in this game, uh, Jameson Crowder coming through, 6-90. Uh, of 90. Uh, also caught two touchdowns. Not sure how many people started him, but um, <laughs> it was a good performance by him. And then Mark Ingram also coming through, 13 carries, 76 yards, and a touchdown. Also got involved in uh, in the pass game, one reception, 10 yards for a touchdown, and then also had a two-point conversion. So uh, Mark Ingram coming through, 23.1 and, and half-point PPR. And then 
Uh, surprisingly enough, Sam Darnold had a pretty good outing. <clears throat> not sure that anybody started him, though. But um, And then Mark Andrews. I got a funny yep, story yep. there. <laughs> I know I told you. Uh, I said on the pod I would not play him. Um, but as, you know, we talked about, I was at this game. And, um, you know, I ne- and I never get in the seats early. But fortunately enough, me and my, my friend got into the se- into our seats early enough to see uh, all the all the Ravens go through pregame pregame warmups, and I'm sitting there like looking at Mark Andrews, and I'm like, he looks he looks pretty fine to me. You know, he's not moving around, no limp. You know, he's running around pretty good. So I went ahead and made that pivot, put him in my lineup. But you know, I think you said that you know that's that uh that's the best that's the best way to get that analysis is yep. you know to yep. see them in person. Yep, absolutely. But, <laughs> <laughs> it makes me think. You know, we should. That's that's one of the things that you know I, I we should really do sometimes is you know go to Twitter because you know the reporter the beat writers are there they're seeing how these guys are um, you know going through warmups or maybe on you know maybe they're posting videos on Instagram of these guys going through the pregame warmups but um you know to, to be a really good fantasy player you've got to be you know ha- like part mathematician part uh, part investigative journalism um, and you know part like fantasy or just football fanatic. Yeah, all three, knowing, like, who's better than other players. Uh, you've seen what it could be. The eye test is in that. The statistics is in that. It's a lot of factors in this and a little bit of luck. Oh, yeah, a little bit a of luck. A lot of bit of luck, maybe. <laughs> a lot of bit of luck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right, man, let's get to mm. – let's get jumping to these, uh, to these games. You ready for that? Yes, sir. All right, man, let's do it. So first on the docket, we've got the seven and six Chicago Bears traveling to Lambeau, Green Bay, Wisconsin, to take on the ten and three Green Bay Packers. Forty and a half point over under. Packers are three and a half point favorites. So Greg, what do you got in this matchup? Yeah, in this game, I got the Packers winning the game at home, taking care of business. Uh, I got the Bears covering the spread though. I think this should be a, a close game, a field goal game, and uh, I have the under in this game. Um, the first time they played, it was Week One, so you know teams were. Still figuring it out, but it was ten to three, I believe. Um, very low scoring game. Um, think might be not too similar here, but like just you know, uh, under the the mark of forty one. Um, this game, you know, Aaron Jones should come through. Rogers at home, I wouldn't start him, you know. But uh, I think for his weapons, you know, they Devontae Adams, Aaron Jones, Jamal Williams. I think uh, <clears throat> they should be all involved in this game. Uh, and then on the Bears side, uh, it's been. Pretty much Allen Robinson, uh, Anthony Miller, both of those guys have been performing mostly. Uh, and it's, it comes down to probably the biggest question mark. Are you going to trust David Montgomery in this spot? Yeah, that is a really big question mark. Um, you know, before I guess before I get to before we get to that, I'm going to make my picks here. I'm, I'm going to take I'm going to take the over. I'm going to take the uh, Packers to cover the spread. I'm going to take the Packers to win. Um, but in terms of, yeah, the you know. This is a tough matchup. You know, this is NFC North matchup. Uh, both these teams need this win. Um, you know, the Bears obviously fighting for wild card positioning. Mm-hmm. The Packers are fighting for, you know, home field advantage in the playoffs. Um, and so it's going to be a tough game. You know, uh, I think Akeem Hicks is coming back too, if I'm not mistaken, in this game. <clears throat> so, you know, that's just added boost to the, to the D-line of the Chicago Bears front. Uh, Aaron Jones, I, obviously, I'm gonna play him. Yep. Um, you know, D- David Montgomery, though, like you said, that is the question, and uh, I think 
I think, he, I mean, I would consider him a flex play. Yeah. Um, you know, I wouldn't consider him an RB2. I mean, he has RB2 upside because the matchup is, you know, pretty good. But, um, you know, Mitch Trubisky, he's been pretty bad on the road. Uh, this in a, this Green Bay pass defense is has been pretty good too, and um, you know they they made an effort or you know they made a, a point of emphasis to to make Mitch Trubisky play the quarterback position in Week One. That was how they decided they were going to try to beat him. So uh, maybe they go with that same game plan, but yeah, I, I don't know. I, I, it's it's hard to want to tie myself to this offense. You know, Allen Robinson. I'm gonna play him obviously just because the targets have been there. Right. You know, maybe I have a question about Anthony Miller because the matchup is tough and it's Mr. Trubisky on the road. Um. So yeah, I mean, I'm I'm probably gonna steer clear of that. And then on the Green Bay side, you know, it's really just Devonte Adams, Aaron Jones, like we said. Yeah, I like those two. Um, maybe Jamal Williams can have some flex consideration, but. He uh, yeah. stru- struggled last week, but, you know, Aaron, uh, he'll get the touches. You know, he'll get at that at least. Yeah, and then um, are you going Are you going to go down to Tariq Cohen well? Um, I think I like Tariq Cohen more than Jamal Williams in this game. So, yeah, I probably would play him at a flex. Yeah, I mean, to me, Tariq Cohen, I mean, you know, obviously when you set your lineups and or if you if you play DFS – um, you know, you kind of have to tell yourself a story of what you believe is going to happen, right? Um, and so if you believe that, you know, the that, you know, Chicago is going to be trailing and they're going to be losing and they're going to be trying to come back, then that makes Tariq Cohen a good play, in my in my opinion. Um, but if you don't yeah, believe that... Yeah, he's safe then, in, in that mind. Yeah, because <laughs> the thing is with Tariq Cohen is, and, you know, we see this with James White, too, on mm-hmm. New England, when... They're trying to come back because these running backs, James White, Tariq Cohen, are treated as pass backs. The defense plays real light. They play mm-hmm. you know, a lot of defensive backs on the field, which is a good opportunity to run the ball. So um, I think Tariq Cohen's got a nice little floor baked in with the rushing between rushing and receiving. Yep. But it really just comes down to how you think this game plays out. Um, and then Green Bay, I know we've attacked them in the tight end position. Um, I think there's a tight end. I think his name is Bachner. I don't know. I guess. We're not, if we don't know his name, we're not. he's not worth playing, right? No, no, no. No, we can dig dip deeper and still get hit. I think we can hit on the other players. Yeah. Okay. All right. So, we'll not, we're not going to go there. All right. So, move on to the next matchup. Are you ready for that? Yes, sir. All right, man. We got the 5-8 five and eight, uh, well, five and eight Denver Broncos traveling to Kansas City. Arrowhead to take on a 9-4 Kansas City Chiefs. 45.5 point over under. Chiefs are 9.5 point favorites. Greg, what do you got in this matchup? Yeah, in this game, I got the Chiefs uh, at home in Arrowhead. I got them covering the spread as well, and I'm going to take the over. Um, I think the Chiefs are rolling right now. They're playing some of their best football of all year. They won the game on a defensive stop. I almost shed a tear against the Pats on the road in Foxborough. Oh, man, it was crazy. That moment was insane. Uh, I think they're rolling right now. Uh, I think they, they do well against the Broncos, who actually had their best game of their, their life last week against the Texans. Probably the biggest upset of the year in that one. So, um, yeah, it's, I think the Chiefs still roll, though. Yeah, I think the Chiefs are going to roll. I mean, I know uh, I'm going with the over. I'm taking the Chiefs against the spread, taking the Chiefs to win. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I like Kansas City defense in this one. Yeah, <laughs> like Patrick Mahomes. Um, I like, uh, you know, I guess the, the biggest question, you know, obviously we know Tyreek Hill, 
Travis Kelsey. Yep. Uh, I guess yep. the biggest question is, are you going to the running back well? Um, in this game, I, mm, I don't Can- think- On the Kansas City side, Damian Williams expected to, to play, right? Is that is that the case? Yeah, Damian Williams, uh, you know, he's been practicing. I think he's uh, going to be back in there, out there. Um, he's still got the questionable tag. We should be good to go. Um, yeah, I don't think I can trust any of them, though, to <clears throat> to start. Um, yeah, I don't know if I would do it. Yeah, I think you've made it this far without Damian Williams. I think you yeah. can just continue to do that, right? Yeah. Like, whatever plans you had, you know, continue to put those in place. Um, yeah, I would probably kind of just avoid this running back situation as a whole this week. Um, I mean, DFS... They'll take your shot on one of them, right? Like, because, you know, the matchup is is good for them. Uh, you know, the Denver Broncos have been struggling against the run the last few weeks. And so, you know, uh, you know they're favored so so heavily at home. So, you know, maybe one of those guys gets in the end zone. The challenge is just trying to figure out who that guy, which which one of those guys is going to be. Yeah, I'd, probably, um, I'd be more favored to start Royce over any of those yeah, I well, yeah, because you know Royce is gonna have, you know what his role is gonna be. Yeah. And, you know, if you want to, if you just need, you know, s- like seven to nine points from your running mm-hmm. back position, then you know Royce Freeman's the guy. Yeah, right. But um, not sure how much upside is gonna be there though. But um, then on the Denver side, you know, Philip Lindsay. Yep. Right. Cortland Great matchup. Yep. Um, yeah, I mean. Kansas City's been great against receivers, but Corlin Sutton's been good all year. I think, I, you know, he's a flex play, definitely. Yeah, I, I, I would agree with that one as well. Um, all right, anything else on this matchup? Oh, um, no offense. He seems like he's going to play, and he's got a decent matchup. You know, Kansas City, <clears throat> they give up catches to the tight end position. So, um, you know, if he's somebody that's going to play, he's someone that intrigues me. Yeah, I think it's a, a good good play. Um not a lot of you know, tight end options out there, so that's a good spot. Yeah. Um, all right, let's move to the next matchup. We've got the 8-5 and five Houston Texans traveling to Tennessee to take on the 8-5 and five Tennessee Titans in an AFC South showdown. Um, this is a 51.5 point over-under, and the Titans are three-point favorites. What do you got, Greg? Oh, man, in this game... This is probably the most important game of the week. Uh, honestly, this is the you know, AFC AFC South Division Championship light. Um, so, I think I'm going to go with the Titans. I got the Texans covering the spread, and I'm going to take the over in this game. Um, yeah, this is going to be a really good game, I think. The Tannehill's Titans are going to, you know, get the job done. Um, Mike Vrabel, I think he should be up for coach for the year, you know. Um, so, uh, I like, you know, Tannehill. I like the, the weapons for Titans. Derrick Henry, of course. <clears throat> he's been balling all year. Uh, AJ Brown balling. We picked him up in our league. We want to start him wide receiver too. I think you should lock it in in a good matchup uh, on the Texan side. I think Deshaun is going to have a great game. D Hop also going to have an awesome game. Uh, Duke Johnson, I think he's gonna, in a good spot here as well. Uh, in a higher over under, he's been playing well of late. Yeah, this is a lot a good a good spot for a lot of players in this game. Yeah, I agree with you, man. I'm going to take the, you know, like we said, you know, Tannehill's Titans taking over. Um, taking, I'm going to take the Titans to win this game, man. Uh, 
Oh man, I feel so feel so crazy. Like if you told me in 2019, like the start of the season, that I would be taking a Ryan Tannehill led team over Ooh. a Deshaun Watson led team, like I would have smacked you in the face. This is absolutely crazy. <laughs> but, <laughs> um, but yeah, no. Nah, so Ryan Tannehill, I mean, he's been the he's over the last uh, since week seven, he's the number two quarterback in terms of fantasy points per game. Um, obviously, only behind Lamar Jackson. So he's been so so solid for you ever since you picked him up. I mean, um, you know, you gotta just continue to ride that wave. And AJ Brown, he's taken over as the as the number one receiver in this offense. Uh-huh. So you gotta continue to to roll him out there as well. Um, and if you got that stack, good for you, man. Really. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, Derrick Henry. He's you know, there's there's no running back that's been hotter than Derrick Henry in the last. In the last five weeks, that's a fact. He's got 20 points in every game since in the last five weeks. Uh, you know, Derrick Henry's just been an absolute animal. I am a little concerned about the hamstring injury. Um, yeah, I did see him on the sideline last game with that. Uh, he wears a uh, like a you no know, ice pad on his knee. I mean, in his hamstring, like in the fourth quarter. So, yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't really, you know, encouraging to see. Um, you know, he he did even leave to go to the locker room at one point. You know, came back. And he he ran. He was he actually had a run where he had a lane and he took it, but you could tell just something wasn't right because he didn't hit like normally you see Derrick Henry hit that second gear and he just didn't hit it. Um, he was just kind of coasting through. So and then they pulled him out the next play and you could see Vra- uh, Mike Vrabel talking to him on the sideline like, "Hey, are you good?" So definitely something to watch. If I'm the Derrick Henry owner, I would pick up Deion Lewis to protect myself. Not because I don't believe Derrick Henry's going to play this game. But just for the championship week, if you know, if they do decide, maybe they want to sit him out or something, or um, maybe it's too much. But <clears throat> yeah, um, love Derrick Henry in this matchup. And then on the Tennessee, on the Houston side, Deshaun Watson. Um, I think DeAndre Hopkins, man, is in a really, really nice spot here. Um, the Titans have been, um, they've been banged up in the secondary. They lost Malcolm Butler. They don't. They're not going to have a Dory Jackson. Um, you know, their secondary is just not really good right now and and they're 23rd in terms of pass defense efficiency um so i think houston or you know the passing offense is in a really nice spot here so i really like deandre hopkins this week um and then duke johnson like you were saying i think that he could you know he's he's also somebody in a total that's this high i think i just want to get as many of the pieces that yeah. I think are going to be involved yeah um and then john smith is somebody who i think you can play this week as well um, you know, Houston over the last three weeks they give up the third most fantasy points to the tight end position. So, uh, Johnu Smith, he's in a nice spot as well. Yeah, I like all those. Um, think all those guys are you know in great spots. Uh, should be a good game. Uh, I'm I'm very high for this one. Yeah, it's, this is you know game of the week, man. Honestly. <clears throat> um. All right, man. We got the next up. We got the ten and three. Cheating, I mean, 10-3 New England Patriots. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's just poking some fun. 10-3 New England Patriots traveling to Cincinnati to take on the 1-12 Cincinnati Bengals. 41.5 point over-under, and the Patriots are 10.5 point favorites. What do you got in this matchup, Greg? Yeah, man, I'm on to Cincinnati like them. You know, the Pats, <laughs> I got them winning the game. Got them covering the spread. Uh, I'm going to take the over. Uh, I think, yeah, the Pats are going to be <clears throat> very motivated. They're going to roll in this game. Uh, I think they dominate. On both sides um, of the floor, you know, on both sides of the field, 
Offensive defense. <laughs> Basketball analysis. Basketball, yeah, yeah, yep, yep. It's, it's just coming in every time. Um, so, yeah, I like Brady, James White, you know, uh, um, Edelman, obviously. Uh, Bengals side, I, I'm not really hyped for a lot of p- pieces on that. I think uh, the pass defense is going to dominate Dalton. Um, they're not really going to have a lot of opportunities, uh, so this game might be ugly for them. Yeah, I'm... <sighs> I'm going to take Cincinnati to cover the spread. I'm going to take the under. I'm going to take the Pats to win it, though. Um, Cincinnati team plays a lot of – like their offense plays them into a lot of close games. But like you said, mm-hmm. the defense, obviously, on New England on the New England side, you know, there's – Belichick's he, – he knows there's two things to come in this game and take away. That's going to be Tyler Boyd and Joe Mixon, and he's going to do whatever he has to do to take those away. If you, if you have those guys, I'm not starting Tyler Boyd. I will go somewhere else. Joe Mixon, I think you just have to, um, just because of the volume and how good he's been over the last few weeks. <clears throat> yeah. If you have a, if you somehow have a better option, um, then you know go go then go in that direction, but you know don't get cute. Um, I think I would start Raheem Mostert over Joe over Joe Mixon. Um, do you agree with that? Yeah, I think uh, Joe Mixon's uh, you know low end. I think RB two for this week. I think. He's gonna have yeah the volumes there. He's been you said that he's been great the last couple of weeks, um, but yeah I, I was having him as a yeah long RB two probably. Yeah, and so um, and that's kind of he's ranked at RB sixteen fantasy pros, um, so that's uh it's kind of you know that's RB you know our borderline RB two territory. So yeah. Um, actually, no, I'm sorry. Half point PPR, Joe Mixon's the RB 17 and Raheem Mostert's the RB 16. So interestingly enough. So, Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I, I, I don't want to start Joe Mixon is kind of what I'm saying, but if I, if I have to, I will. Um, and then on the new England side, I mean, this Cincinnati defense, um, they've gotten, they've gotten a, a little bit better, um, over the last few weeks, uh, their past defense, is third over the last three weeks. Their run defense is seven over the last three weeks in terms of uh, efficiency, according to SharpFootballStats.com. So, um, you know, and that that kind of makes sense when you consider the fact that they've got some they got some pieces back in the secondary as well as getting some pieces back on the defensive line as well. So, um, you know, I I'm Brady hasn't been good, so I'm not going to expect Brady to to do much in this game either. Um, Julian Edelman, I will start him. Um, James White, I would start him as well. Uh, Sony Michelle, I, I don't want to do that at all. Uh, I would. I'm, would you? Would you like? I, I guess D, this is DFS, right? What do you think um, about Rex Burkhead? Hmm. Uh, if he's he is super cheap. Uh, I mean, the, I expect the Pats to be rolling this game, so I think they will be able to use. A lot of pieces, but I don't know if I would, if I would, if I would do it. I don't know. I think I could find um, uh, Patrick Laird. Patrick Laird prior. Yeah, so. no, of course, of course. I yeah. I mean, this. I'm just thinking DFS. Yeah. Um, this super. You know, he's probably the cheapest price. A speculative ad as well. He's got. He had seven carries last week to Sony Michelle's five carries. Mm-hmm. Um, he also had a target in the past game. He played on 28 percent of the snaps. Um, and you know I'm all about these narratives. This is a revenge game for Mr. Rex Burkhead. Mm. Spent the first four years of his career in Cincinnati. So mm. 
don't know. I might play a little Rex Burkhead this week. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, anything else on this matchup or you want to move on? Nah, we can move on. Um, that's a row. All right, man. We got the 10-3 and three Seattle Seahawks traveling to Carolina to take on the 5-8 and eight Carolina Panthers. 48.5 point over-under. Seahawks are 5.5 point favorites. Greg, what do you got in this matchup? Yeah, I have Seattle winning the game, but I have the Panthers uh, covering the spread. <clears throat> and uh, I'm going to take the under in this game. Uh, yeah, I think Seattle should bounce back. <clears throat> They're in a good spot, especially uh, running the ball. Uh, I love Chris Carson in this matchup. Russell Wilson, I think, should bounce back as well. Um, they, yeah, those those players didn't come come through for you against the Rams um, in a, a matchup that you needed them to. Uh, but I think they, they, they respond well. Um, on the Panthers side, of course, it's CMC and no one else. Uh, you know, uh, you know, DJ Moore, I like him a lot. And Curtis Samuel, he always has intrigue as a flex play to me. Um, no Greg Olson this week. So Ian Thomas, you know, is going to fill into that role. I think he's, he's in a good spot here as well. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm going to take the over. I'm taking the Panthers cover the spread. I'm taking Seattle to win. Um, like you said, Chris Carson, love him in this matchup. There's a really nice spot for him. Um you know the, I'm I'm afraid to start Russell Wilson. Um, he's mm-hmm. he's just been, he's been since week seven. <clears throat> um, he's the QB fifteen, mm-hmm. um, and that includes a monster matchup with against Tampa Bay. Right, he averages eighteen points at the during that span, but that includes a thirty nine point outing against Tampa Bay. Um, and so outside of that, he hadn't even had a matchup higher than where he he scored more than 18 points um and so i'm i'm not i'm not excited about russell wilson and then especially you got the matchup on the other side like the last three weeks seattle's running the ball 53 percent of the time uh league average during that span is 55 or or 45 percent of the time sorry so they're running the ball at a a higher rate than anybody else in the league not named baltimore um and so and you got a ma- they're presented with a matchup that's just so great for them, right? Like, you know, yeah, they're, absolutely. They're, they're not going to stop. We're, we see they're down fourteen points and they continue to run the ball. We've right. seen them down fourteen against the Rams. Run, 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 punt. Like, I, they're not going to change. So I don't think I'm I'm not excited to start Russell Wilson, um, and then that makes me less excited about his 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 uh, his weapons in this one. Um. Yeah, I mean, I think I would take the shot on DK Metcalf just because the target share is there, and you know his, you know his. Uh, at least I think there's some upside to be had. It's just Tyler Lockett is so tough because you know what what yeah. could be there, but how, with how bad he's been, um, can't trust you know, it. I I don't know if you can trust it. I think you know I would consider him a flex at best this week. Yeah, I don't um, know if you got here if you had Tyler Lockett. If you like started him, you're in. I don't know if you got in the semifinals with that. That's that's amazing, but uh, I wouldn't do it. Yeah, I. I mean, would you go Adam Thielen or Tyler Lockett? Uh, Adam Thielen. Scary Terry or Tyler Lockett? Scary Terry gets to play Philly. Um. I'm going to go Tyler Lockett. They're back-to-back in Fantasy Pros rankings. Um, D.D. Westbrook against Oakland or Tyler Lockett? D.D. Westbrook. Darius Slayton or Tyler Lockett? 
and Darius Layton. Uh, Odell Beckham against Arizona or Tyler Lockett? Odell. Yeah, I I don't I don't think I want to start Tyler Lockett. I mean he's got no. a, he's got an eleven percent target share in this offense over the last few weeks. <clears throat> um, that's obviously not good. And then you know we we've already know how small this pie is with Russell Wilson. So yeah, you know I'm not yeah I'm not interested in Tyler Lockett. Like I said, mm-hmm. DK Metcalf to me, the twenty five percent target share. You know even if you know Russell Wilson. Uh, is gonna throw the ball at least at least DK Metcalf is gonna get some of those targets and um, you know Carolina is Carolina is a good matchup for you know all around they're a bad defense um, it's you know I, I remember a few weeks ago we we're trying I was trying to figure out why they were so bad against tight ends and so bad against wide receivers and so bad against running backs but they were so good against quarterbacks and I was like well because you don't need to throw the ball against them you can just run it down their throats they've given up seven hundred. 87 rushing yards over the last five weeks, uh, by far the most in the NFL. Um, you know they're giving up. You know they lead the they lead they've given up the the most touchdowns rushing touchdowns in the NFL. So yeah, Chris Carson's in a nice spot. Um, and I yeah Ian Thomas too as well. Seattle's yeah. been over the last three weeks they give up the most fantasy points to the tight end position. So um, yeah, mm-hmm. I like that one. Uh, anything else in this matchup? Uh, um, not, I, mean, I know the Carolina not. side. Um, you know DJ Moore, Curtis Samuel. Well, I guess DJ Moore, you're starting. <clears throat> Curtis Samuel is the question. Are you starting Curtis Samuel? Uh, I yeah, I think so. uh, actually, no, nah, I'm not. I don't know if I, I probably like he's a he's a low end flex play for me this week. Um, but I can look for other options. I think Curtis Samuel or Tyler Lockett. Curtis Samuel though. Yeah, I would yeah. probably go Curtis Samuel as well. I mean, the the matchup is good on the Seattle. I mean, for for Carolina, Seattle. CornerSharpFootballStats.com, 30th in pass defense efficiency over the last three weeks. They're 24th on the year, so the matchup's pretty good. Kyle Allen's been decent um, the last few weeks. Um, so I think that his weapons should be should be good, you know. I think, I think that you can lean on them. Like you said, Curtis Samuel is a flex play. I know, we know what the upside is. If he gets a touchdown, you'll be happy. And if he doesn't, it'll be meh. Yeah. All right, we'll move on. Uh, next up, we got the six and seven Tampa Bay Buccaneers traveling to Detroit to take on a three nine and one Detroit Lions. This is a forty five and a half point over under. Bucks are five and a half point favorites. Greg, what do you got? Uh, yeah, in this game, I'm gonna keep the keep it rolling with the Buccaneers. Got a big one last week against the Colts. Uh, I got the Lions covering the spread though. I think it's a close, uh, high scoring game. That means I'm taking the over in this game. Uh, yeah, both sides. Uh, there's a lot of good players. I like you know Jameis. I think you keep rolling him out there. You, you know, he's not your uh, good football player, but this man is a, a great fantasy player. He's been great all year, um, and he's going to be th- uh, flinging it up in the air to Chris Godwin. That man is going to eat. Uh, hopefully he gets over 15-plus targets. No Mike Evans in this game. Uh, it's basically uh, him. Uh, I think Bashar Perman has some int- some flex intrigue as well. Um, and then on the, the Lions side, you know, Kenny Galladay, I love him in this matchup. And, um, you know, Danny Amendola as well. Marvin Jones also out. Uh, Danny Amendola should get a lot of opportunity. Um, uh, yeah, I'm in love with both the, the pass offenses for this game. Um, some question marks about the running back situation. The only one I probably can trust is probably Rojo, if anyone. Yeah, I'm going to take the over in this one. I'm going to take the Bucks to, to cover. I'm taking the Bucks to win the game. Um, you know, James Winston, there was some concern earlier in the week with the hand. 
um, but seems like he's ready to go. Um, you know, he was throwing a football at practice yesterday, so that's definitely great news there. So I think you can roll him out there as, as a high-end QB1 this week. Uh, Chris Godwin, like you said, the target should target volume should go up this week uh, with no Mike Evans. Um, Brashad Perriman will step into that Mike Evans, uh, assuming presumably the deep the deep threat role. Um, Justin Watson also has some intrigue as well as a, as a deep league play. Um, and then, you know, in terms of the running backs, yeah, I mean, the Detroit Lions run defense has been slightly better the last few weeks. Um, but I think, you know, in a game with high over-under, uh, we anticipate the Bucks are going to win, um, you know, you could, yeah, I think I would lean Rojo. He has the higher upside because, yeah. um, you know, he did have uh, an 11% target share in this offense, and now Mike Evans being gone, maybe he, he gets some more pass game work. Mm-hmm. Um, but him and Peyton Barber did split the carries down the middle. So, um, you know, definitely there's some risk associated with, with either of those guys. Yeah, like um, when Bruce Allen said that Rojo is the starter still. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then, um, you know, and then with on the Detroit side, you know, I think, like you said, Kenny G, um, you know, you, you can trust him in this matchup for sure. Um, it, it's just I don't know if there's anybody else that I would be interested in, in, in going towards. And then that kind of makes me, you know, kind of makes me wonder if it's like, all right, Kenny G is the only guy. They they also know Kenny G is the only guy, so I don't know. So it, it's just it's one of those things that tends to scare me a little bit, but um, you know he's so big, he's so fast, he's so strong. Uh, I think you just you kind of just take the shot. Plus, um, you know he's he's been kind of getting it done. So um, anything else on this? Um, no, I think no. You can play both these defenses. <clears throat> yeah, we get some turnovers, especially the Lions. Um, and the Bucks should as well. Um, they've been solid all year. Yeah, the the Bucks defense, they've they're the uh over the last few weeks they're the the number one defense in fantasy. Or no, sorry, over the last three weeks the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are the number two defense in fantasy. Mm-hmm. So um yeah, I really I, I think that you can you can play them uh as well. Um all right man, so ready to move on to the next matchup? Yep. All right, next up, we got the 3-10 and 10 Miami Dolphins traveling to New York to take on the 211 New York Giants. 47 and 46 and a half point over under. Giants are three-point home favorites at MetLife. Greg, what do you got? Yeah, in this game, I have the Giants winning the game. I have the Dolphins covering the spread, uh, and I'm going to take the over. Um, I think it's going to be similarly to how that uh, Dolphins-Jets game was, but uh, be close with the Giants, you know, get it done on the field goal at the end. <clears throat> um I like, you know, Eli's in this. Uh, so, Saquon, I think, got to start, definitely. Darius Slayton is a guy, definitely, that, you know, he's seemed to be targeted and favored by both quarterbacks, so that's good for him. I think he's probably the wide receiver of choice right now in this offense. Um, and then, you know, Evan Ingram, no, I think he's not going to be able to play again. Uh, so, I wouldn't bank on you know, having him out there. So, yeah, Slayton and uh, Saquon, start him up uh, on the Dolphins side. Um, Patrick Lard, I think he's going to be in a, a good spot here. I think when they're trying to move drives, he's going to get a lot of dump offs, a lot of targets um, and receptions. So that should be good for him, especially in PPR leagues. Um, and yeah, I think that's really about 
it as far as you know Fitzpatrick should get some points because the Giants do allow uh, a lot of points to the quarterback position but uh I can't really trust a lot of the receivers not a Devontae Parker Devontae Parker is scheduled to play so yeah you roll him out there if he is yeah this matchup is so tough to pick um because Miami's like kind of just bad across the board on defense and then um the Giants are bad as a pass defense and the Miami's been pretty good as a pass offense lately but the Giants are really you know the Giants have a talented back in Saquon Barkley going against this you know bottom run defense so it's a really tough game to pick you know on all sides I am going to take the over um I am going to take the Giants to cover. I'm going to take the Giants to win. Um, yeah, I think I, I, the more and more I think about it, and I had this thought earlier in the week, I think Saquon's in a really nice spot. Um, and I think it's kind of being overlooked how nice of a spot this is. You know, because all the – obviously he's he's been pretty bad the last few weeks. Um, and, you know, you've got a situation where, you know, these, these receivers, especially, you know, specifically Darius Slayton made a lot of plays in the last game. Um, and, you know, this matchup Miami, for Miami, we know it to be so good as a bad pass defense and, and things like that. So naturally, we, we look to a Darius Slate and we're looking to a Sterling Shepard and we're looking to Golden Tate and Eli Manning. But Saquon Barkley's in a really nice spot. Um, so I, I I do really like him this week. Um, I, I still do like the receivers, though. Uh, I think this means that we have to like Eli Manning as well. Um, you know, if, if you're willing to start... You know, would you start? Is there any one of these receivers that you wouldn't be willing to start? Um, um, Evan Ingram is not expected to play in this game as well, so that's more targets. Available. Yeah, they're there. They all got involved last week. Um, Slay and Shepard, you know, Tate, even Caden Smith got some targets in there. Um, so I think, you know, all these guys have some intrigue. If I had to rank them, probably Slay and first is a wide receiver, too. Uh, Shepard and Tate, you know, I, you know, flexes and then, you know, Caden, no, Caden Smith is like a a, a low end tight end one. Maybe Saquon is like the best player in this game, though. Obviously, yeah, and I think that he should show out. Um, on the Miami side, though, I am gonna, you know, Devontae Parker being back. That's definitely encouraging yeah, news. Absolutely, um, especially if you are looking to stream Ryan Fitzpatrick. Um, and then, you know, um. You know, Mike Gusecki, I think, is in a nice spot. Uh, he didn't do much last week, though. So, um, you know, I'm curious to see how that goes this week. Um, but I, I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't play him um, unless I think I would play. I would play Ian Thomas over him. Um, so, yeah, I would. Um, yeah, I agree with that. I would probably look elsewhere. Um, yeah, Patrick Laird, I like this week as well too. So. Um, I think that's it, right? Yeah, we can move on. All right, man. So next up, we got the six and seven Philadelphia Eagles traveling to Washington to take on the three and ten Washington Redskins. Thirty-eight and a half point over under. Redskins are five and a, well, Eagles are five and a half point favorites. So Greg, what do you got? Yeah, I'm gonna go with the Eagles in this game. Uh, I have the Redskins covering though, and I'm gonna take the over. Um, yeah, the Eagles should play well and respond what well, they did what they had to do last week in that tough overtime win um but i think they keep it going here um set up for this uh week 16 nfc east light divisional championship matchup next week against the cowboys uh i, I like carson wentz <clears throat> um as far as you know there's a lot of injuries on this side of the ball Ertz, i love a lot 
Um, and Miles Sanders, he should get his opportunity as well. Um, on the Redskins side, uh, not really a lot of players I can do. AP, uh, Darius guy's hurt, so uh, I think AP is the only guy I'm looking at. Mm. I'm going to take the under. I'm going to take the Redskins to cover this spread. And I'm going to take the Redskins to win. Mm. Yeah. Mm. I it It's... um. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's it, this off this Philly team is hurt, right? No, yeah. No, all Sean Jeffrey, um, hurt. Nelson Aguilar is still banged up, and you know even when he's not <clears> banged <throat> up, he's not that useful anyway. I think JJ Arthega Whiteside is also banged up as well. Tough. Um, Lane Johnson is going to be out for this game. The right tackle, um, they're just banged up all over, and you know. The Washington's defense has been playing really well. Um, they're the number six defense over the last three weeks in terms of pass defense efficiency, um, and so I think they're they're you know we saw them get after Aaron Rodgers, um, you know I think and that was in Aaron Rodgers' building. So um, this one is at home for the Redskins. Um, I think that they'll be able to to get after Carson Wentz in this one as well. Um, you know, and, and then so, I mean, on the on the Washington side, you know, Terry, scary Terry, you can play as a as a flex play. You know, wide receiver two with some upside. He's been he's been getting better over the last few weeks. Um, and you know, I think that coincides with Dwayne Haskins getting a little bit more comfortable. Um, you know, but AP, I think you know that's a that's a pure volume play. The matchup is not great. Um, but AP, obviously, we've seen him do well, and despite Matt, despite bad matchups. Um, you know, and so he's he's going to continue to get, especially no Darius Geis, he's going to get all this volume. Uh, I picked the Redskins to win, so I think AP is a really nice play this week. Uh, and then the on the Eagles side, you know, Zach Ertz, obviously you're playing him. I think the question is, though, do you play Dallas Goddard? Uh, I think you can at the tight end position. Um, yeah, one is the tight end position and fantasy. And two, you know, just based off opportunity, I think he should get some targets as well. So I will play him. Yeah, I, I think the opportunity should be there. Um, and then I think the the Redskins against the tight end position, um, just pull this up right now. But over the last three weeks, uh, they're giving 11.3 fantasy points per game to the position. So, um, you know, they gave up the tight end six against Detroit, the tight end um 18 against Carolina and the tight end 12 against Green Bay. So, um, you know, Dallas Goddard, given the matchup and the and the, the opportunity for, for more production, I think is in a nice spot. So um, I think the biggest question that fantasy owners have is what's what's going on in that Philly backfield, though? <clears throat> Boston Scott obviously had the big game, um, you know, stole all of Miles Sanders' fantasy points, which caused me to not move on to the next round in my money league. But um, despite the point, what are you doing with um, Miles Sanders, Boston Scott? I mean, I think you have to roll Miles Sanders out there. So the biggest question is, what do you do with Boston Scott? Uh, just because the matchup is good, Aaron Jones lit them up. We thought Jamal Williams was going to have a solid game too. I think you can start Miles as uh, maybe RB2 and Boston Scott as a, a flex play, popular flex play this week. So I think both of those guys had some value. Yeah, I mean, we saw Boston Scott coming into this game, uh, get 16 total opportunities, turn that to 128 yards, played 46% of the snaps. Mm-hmm. Um, 
you know, we've seen this offense, this Philadelphia offense work best when when they're when they're running through multiple backs. Um, yep. You know, this this Doug Peterson led Philadelphia offense. So, um, yeah, I th- I think you can play Boston spot Boston Scott as a flex play, like you said. Um, you know, he's you know, especially with the lack of weapons that this Philadelphia <coughs> offense is gonna have. Um, you know, and the matchup, I think you can play Boston Scott. Um. All right, anything else on this matchup? Uh, nah, we can move on. All right, man, so next we got the first of the 4 o'clock games, 4.05 p.m. We've got the 6-7 and seven Cleveland Browns traveling to Arizona to take on the 3-9-1 and one Arizona Cardinals. 49.5 point over-under. Browns are two-point favorites. It's pretty crazy, man. Browns were talking about being disappointments. And all this stuff, but they're about to finish with the first time, with the first eight and eight record. They could finish with their first eight and eight record, um, in in over a decade. So, what do you got in this matchup, Greg? Uh, I have the Browns winning the game. I have the Browns also covering. I'm gonna take the under in the game. Uh, I think that's the formula for the Browns to to, to win the game, keep the game low scoring, um, <clears throat> and use their you know time of possession and stuff like that to win. Uh, like Baker in this matchup a lot though. Cardinals are the worst against quarterbacks, so you gotta roll with Baker here. Uh, I like Jarvis as well. Um, <clears throat> I like like the running backs, both Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. Especially Kareem Hunt, he's been outperforming Nick Chubb, especially as a PPR back. Uh, it's been very solid uh, for you, so I think you you can trust those guys uh, on the Cardinal side. You know, Colin Murray's he's in an interesting spot here. I think you can roll him out there. You can roll him back out there. The matchup isn't as tough as it was against the Steelers last week. Um, but I, I, I think I would, could you know name some other quarterbacks that I can start over him. I think he's more of like a tight end, you know, 14-15 for me. Um, and Quarterback you know, 14-15? Quarterback, yeah, 14-15. Um, running backs, you know, Keenan Drake, you know, it's the only one I can trust. Uh, and, yeah, as far as the receivers, I don't know if I can really go ahead and, and trust any of those guys. Um to start, I think. Um, and so I'm going to take the over here. I'm going to take the Browns to cover. I'm going to take uh, the Browns to win. Obviously, the I, th- I do think this is going to be a close game. Um, this is this game's indoors, so you know weather is not going to be a concern here. Um, I, I think Kyler Murray. Uh, you know, I'm trying to sign find his finishes over the last few weeks. Let me see. Um, yeah, he hasn't been great the last couple weeks, you know, bad matchups against the Rams and against Pittsburgh. Yeah. Um, this matchup though is a little bit better. It is. Uh, And, you know, being, being a high total, I do like Kyler Murray this week. Um, yeah, I do like Kyler Murray this week. You know, there should be a back and forth nature to this game. Um, so, uh, you know, naturally because I like him, I, I like Christian Kirk who had a good game last week against Pittsburgh as well. Um, and then, you know, I really like Kenyon Drake also. We saw Joe Mixon, um, get after this Browns run defense, uh, and, you know, they're, they're giving up, um, pretty high yards per, per attempt. So, you know, I think that Kenyon Drake's in a really nice spot. Um, and then on the Brown side, you know, Baker, uh, we were kind of fighting over him for start of the week, um. But, you know, I think this is obviously a great spot for him, and we've seen him do well in good spots. So uh, I don't see why this would be any different. 
Um, and then Jarvis Landry, obviously great great spot for him as well. Uh, and then Odell Beckham, I think, is the question is, do you trust him? I think you consider him a high upside flex play this week. Um, but I wouldn't bank on him. Um, you know, and then obviously David Njoku is somebody that's intriguing because the Cardinals have been so bad against the tight end all year. But, um, in, you know, in recent weeks they've been a little bit better, but I think you can continue to target them because Tyler Higbee uh, ate them up and then Vance McDonald's, like, not really, like, an NFL football player anymore. So um, I think David Njoku you can play as well. Yeah, he's a interesting streamer. Um, I'm not as high on him as uh, – Probably a lot of people, but I think you can maybe in a deep league throw them out there. Yeah, I mean, if if you the tight end experts say you're not high on David Njoku, <laughs> then I'm not going to be high on David Njoku. Um, <laughs> I mean, he's currently ranked the tight end 16 uh, according to Fantasy Pros. Um, so you know, obviously that's that's not tight end one. So you could obviously go in another direction other than David Njoku. Um. Anything else on this matchup? I like both these defenses. Yeah, I like uh, the Browns defense for sure. Um, Cardinals, uh, yeah, think they. Sh- I think the Browns should outperform them, but uh, the Cardinals should hold their own at least. Yeah, I mean the Cardinals have been, despite like being a bad pass defense, they've actually been a pretty good fantasy defense. Um, a lot of that production coming via the sack department, but um, yeah. It, you you can stream them, um, but only like in like emergencies. Mm-hmm. Um. All right, you ready to move on to the next matchup? Yep. Yep. All right. Also, four or five p.m. We got the four and nine Jacksonville Jaguars traveling to Oakland to take on the six and seven Oakland Raiders. This is a forty-seven and a half point over under. The Raiders are six and a half point home favorites. So, Greg, what do you got? In this game, <clears throat> I got the Raiders winning the game. Uh, I got the Jaguars covering the spread, and I'm going to take the under in this game. Uh, yeah, for this game, I think for the Raiders side, it's going to be a lot of Josh Jacobs. Uh, if he's out there to play, um, you know, I think he's going to do well in this matchup a lot. Uh, if it's, if it's, if he's not playing, DeAndre Washington is also in a good spot here. Uh, Jaguars have been horrible against the run over the last couple of weeks, and, um, yeah, the, the, the Raiders like to run the ball, so I think they do that there. Uh, Darren Waller, I like him as well. As a pass catcher, mainly um, on the Jaguar side, um, I like Gardner Minshew as a streamer here um, in this spot. You know, against the Raiders defense, and also you know Leonard Fournette got to start him up, obviously. Uh, and DJ Shark's not playing; he's not; he's already ruled out. So I think uh, you can, as a pass catcher, there's not really a lot of guys out there. Um, probably D.D. Westbrook. You can probably trust him to get some targets in there in the in the field out there and maybe Nicole area as a tight end you know streamer and option um should be in a good matchup so i think you trust him here yeah i am gonna take the over this game is so tough because it's just like which jacksonville team is gonna show up yeah and this game's out on the west coast um yeah i'm gonna take the raiders to cover i'm gonna take the raiders to win um you know, both these defenses are just bad. So, mm-hmm. you know, it, it, you can, you can, you know, each one of these offenses could kind of have their way. Uh, the Raiders, though, have the advantage. They're the number 
three pass offense in terms of pass offense efficiency on the over the on the season uh, number ten over the last three weeks. Um, Derek Carr is at home. Um, Darren Waller also in a nice matchup here as well. So um, you know I think we've seen since Hunter Renfro's departure from the offense, we've seen uh, you know Darren Waller reestablish his position as kind of the lead dog in this offense um, in, ter- in terms of, of target share. And, you know, like you were saying, Josh Jacobs in a great spot here. Um, hopefully he's going to play. The, the early indication is that he will play. So um, that's encouraging news. If you are the Josh Jacobs owner, you know, make sure you pick up DeAndre Washington, um, you know, just as insurance. Um, but, you know, if you if you – just also have contingency plans ready in case you don't have Josh Jacobs because this game is at 405. Um, so, you know, you kind of want to have a plan ready in place in case um, in case he's, you know, a last-minute inactive or something like that. Yeah. Um, you know, on the Jacksonville side, you know, Gardner Minshew, like, like you were saying, he's in a good spot here. This past defense on the Oakland side, it's not great at all. Um, you know, and I think – you know, you could say what you we could say what we want about the Jags quitting and stuff like that, but um, Gardner Minshew doesn't strike me as someone that's going to quit. Facts. So I, I'm going to continue to. You know, I think that you can roll him out there, and you know that gives me confidence in and his weapons. Um, you know, D.D. Westbrook, uh, obviously, but then Chris Conley uh, with the you know he's going to take over that deep threat role um, that was you know <coughs> that's going to be left void by D.J. Shark. So. Um, in terms of if you're looking for some upside, I do like Chris Conley as well. I, I think he aver- he averages he has a 14.4 a dot compared to D.D. Westbrook's 7.7. So it kind of just shows you the roles that these two guys play in the offense. Hmm. Um. You know, Leonard Fournette he was disappointing, but you got to roll him out there, right? Yeah, absolutely. There's no way, especially after a bad game, he seems to always respond well. Yeah. Um, all right, anything else in this matchup? You ready to move on to the next one? Uh, yeah, on to the next. All right, man, we got the – this is also at 4 or 5 p.m., but we got the 9 and 4 Minnesota Vikings traveling to L.A. to take on the 5 and 8 L.A. Chargers. Um, this is – the Vikings are one-and-a-half point favorites in this 45-and-a-half point over under. Uh, they started at three-point favorites, actually, but now it's, it's all the way down to one-and-a-half. So, Greg, what do you got in this matchup? I got the Vikings winning the game. I have the Vikings covering, <clears throat> and I'm taking the over. Uh, yeah, I think the Vikings are, are going to respond well. I think they, they play well. They they want to try to get this division uh, against the Packers, um, setting up to be you know maybe an NFC North uh, series coming up. So I think they, they roll here. They do what they have to do on the road. Uh, I like Kirk Cousins in this spot. Um, Adam Thielen, he's optimistic to play. Um, so, I mean, I still like Diggs a little more, um, and the only really one I could really trust with confidence is Dalvin Cook. Uh, I love him in this matchup. Uh, every game you got to, um, on the Chargers side, Melvin Gordon and Austin Eckler, both these guys are usable, uh, as strong, uh, fantasy players. Uh, I think, you know, RB2 and RB1, both RB1 upside for both these guys. Uh, so that's pretty good there. Um, Mike Williams, he's in a really good spot, I think, for, uh, matchup-wise, uh, and, and Keenan Allen, the receivers. So I think both these guys have some intrigue here. Uh, and yeah, Philip Rivers. That means you know, if, if all of his all of his weapons are good, Philip Rivers is in a good spot. Yeah, man, I am going to take the under in this game. Um, I'm gonna take. 
the Chargers to cover and take them to win the game. Um, you know, the Chargers team, like we said, they, they're going to finish 8-8. Eight and eight, So, um, you know, they're 5-8 and eight right now, so they got to win three games to get there. Uh, so, Minnesota, you just happen to be part of this this story on the Chargers side. Um, no, but seriously, uh, this Chargers team has been a lot better, especially over the last few weeks. They're seventh in terms of pass offense efficiency, third in terms of run offense efficiency. Um, they're fourth in terms of pass defense efficiency and 17th in run defense efficiency. So they're pretty, like, obviously, offensively, they're really good. Um, and then defensively, I would consider them really solid. Um, and then Minnesota uh, is kind of like, you know, the opposite of that, where, well, not the opposite, but, you know, their pass offense is 7th, their run offense is 12th in terms of efficiency, um, so those are good, but their defense, though, has been struggling, we've, we've kind of highlighted that all year, their pass defense, 24th over the last three weeks, but their run defense is 32nd over the last three weeks, um, and then if you, so, that gives me major confidence in, you know, Phillip Rivers, uh, Melvin Gordon, Austin Eckler, um, you know, Keenan Allen, Mike Williams also in a great spot as well. Um, even, you know, Hunter Henry as well as the tight end. So I think, you know, all these Chargers pieces are in play. Um, and then, uh, you know, on the – I don't – naturally, because I picked the under, I picked the Chargers to win this game, I think it's going to be because of their defense. So um, I, I don't I – mean, it's because their defense is going to hold back this, this Minnesota Vikings uh, offense. So I don't want – I don't want to start Kirk Cousins – um, you know, obviously you're going to start Dalvin Cook, um, especially, you know, no Alexander Madison. He's expected to be out this game, or he was already ruled out of this game. So that's just, you know, potentially more volume for Cook as well. Um, and then, like you were saying, Stefan Diggs, I think you, you kind of have to start him. Um, feeling, you, you know, maybe you don't because of the matchup, um, you know. But, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely, um, definitely, you know, weary of these Vikings pieces. Yeah, other than yeah, Dalvin Cook, I confidently say um, Kyle Rudolph has been struggling. If he doesn't get you that touchdown, he really doesn't have anything for you. Um, so I think yeah, Stephon Diggs is the guy I'm looking at as a you know wide receiver two guy. Yeah, for sure. Okay, so um, ready to move on to the next one? Yep. All right, man. Next up, this is a 4:25 p.m. game. We've got the 4-9 Atlanta Falcons. Traveling to Santa Clara to take on the 11 and 2 San Francisco 49ers, 48 and a half point over under. The Niners are 10 and a half point home favorites. Greg, what do you got? Yeah, in this game, keep it going with the Niners. I think the Falcons are able to cover the spread though, uh, and I'm gonna take the over in this game. <clears throat> the Niners are, you know, one of the best teams in football. Uh, they, you know, for a thrilling game last week against the Saints. Uh, so I love Jimmy G in this matchup. I love Morissette in this matchup. I think he's now the running back start of choice. Uh, definitely got to keep him rolling. Um, to Otherwise, they like to use him in all facets of the game. It seems like uh, Debo Samuel, you know, a guy that, you know, is getting opportunities. And with them, he's very efficient with them. So I think he's a guy you have to trust as a, a strong flex play. Uh, and Emmanuel Sanders, who's been balling. He balled last week. So you got you got to put him out there as a wide receiver two. As strong wide receiver two, wide receiver one upside um, on the Falcon side. Matt Ryan, um, you know Julio and Calvin Ridley. I think those guys, you know Julio and Ridley, you gotta you gotta start them, gotta put them out there. Uh, as far as the running backs, I don't know if I can trust uh, Devontae Freeman in this spot. 
Yeah, um, I'm going to take the over. I'm going to take the Falcons to cover the spread. I'm going to take uh, San Francisco to win. Um, you know, Jim, something scares me about Jimmy G. I don't know what it is. Um, I was kind of – I was looking into it, actually, um, and I think I realized what it, what it is, actually. So, you know, if you look at Jimmy G's games, um, you know, the times where he's come through for you – He's, you know, QB6, the QB2, the QB3, the QB12, the QB5. Every other time, he was outside the QB16. And that was only one time that he was the QB16. If he didn't finish QB16, he was outside the top 20. You know, so it's not like he finishes the QB15 or the QB, you know, 13, and, you know, you, you just slightly lost. It's like you were just blown out at the quarterback position. Um, And so... It, that it kind of makes it tough, and, and the thing that's also tough about that is like, the Niners are eleven and two. So like these games where he's <clears> finishing <throat> outside the top twenty, it's not like he's losing or they're losing, you know. So it's not like a game script thing. Um. So yeah, I'm I'm just, you know, I think the the biggest thing is if you believe that Matt Ryan's gonna come after this um, Niners defense, then. Um, if you you know if you believe that then then Jimmy G is a, is a good play. Um, you know the Niners over the last three weeks though. Um, actually, if you go back to over the, over the last five weeks, they give up the second most fantasy points to the quarterback position um, in terms of fantasy points per game. Um, you know and you know a lot of that. You know they had Kyler Murray. Um, you know Lamar Jackson, who we saw. You know, you know, mobile quarterbacks kind of, you know, tend to let them or tend to give them uh, some trouble. Uh, also, you know, Russell Wilson during that span. But then, uh, you know, we saw them shut down Aaron Rodgers, but then get lit up by Drew Brees, which I kind of willing to throw that game out, the Drew Brees game. Um, but, you know, the Niners have suffered a lot of, of injuries as well on the defensive side of the ball. So it, it, it is really tough, uh, to be honest. Um but, you know, Julio, that gives me confidence if Richard Sherman's not going to play. Uh, Calvin Ridley also being out. There's targets available. Um, I think Austin Hooper is a really good play this week. Uh, as the Niners have um, been given fantasy points up to the tight end position as of, as of late. You know, maybe they, they caught it from the Cardinals or something. I don't know. But, oh, that's funny. The Cardinals, the Seahawks, and the and the Cardinals, the Seahawks, and the, and the, the Niners are all bad at covering tight ends, and they're all playing the NFC West. Wonder what the Rams are good. Yeah, maybe there's a trend there, you know. <laughs> but um, yeah. So uh, yeah, I mean, I think the biggest question is, are you starting Raheem Mostert this week? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I forgot to mention, I didn't know. Yeah, really was out. Uh, yeah, don't don't start him. Definitely not. Um, yeah, I like Morset. I just think you know, he's been the the running back starter choice, and in the offense that likes to run the ball. Uh, likes to use their running backs um, in the passing game and in the rushing game. I think you got to start him. Yeah, I think so too. And Kyle, Kyle Shanahan came out and said he's earned more work. So, um, you know, I think you you kind of have to just trust Kyle Shanahan at that point. Um, and then, you know, like you said, Devontae Freeman, you don't want to start him. I don't think I want to start him either. Um, even if, you know, even if the volume is going to be there. They're ten and a half point dogs. I mean, if you see Atlanta covering the spread or even potentially winning this game, um, then you know you go ahead and you start Devontae Freeman because obviously he's going to be involved. Um, 
I just don't I don't have much confidence in the Falcons' ability in this game. So, um, yeah, yeah, I, I would I would I think Devont, to me Devontae Freeman's like a flex play, borderline like RB three. <clears throat> yeah, I agree with that. Um, okay. Uh, anything else on this matchup, or we want to move forward? Uh, yeah, I think we're ready to move forward. All right. Next up, four twenty-five p.m. We've got the eight and five L.A. Rams traveling to Dallas to take on the six and seven Dallas Cowboys. Uh, this is a forty-eight and a half point over/under. This line, the look-ahead line in this game was was Rams. Uh, well, Cowboys favored by two and a half, um, and then that it opened at Cowboys favored by one. And now the Rams are one and a half point favorites. So, Greg, I know that makes you extremely happy. I know, man. So, People Greg, realize. Greg, what, you... <laughs> <laughs> what do you got, man? Yeah, I got the Rams winning the game. Got the Rams uh, still covering the spread. Uh, and I'm going to take the over. Yeah, every week I feel like Vegas just loves you know, favoring the Cowboys. It's crazy. Uh, you know they'll be favored next week against the Eagles. Like, just book it now. Um, but, yeah, I, I like the Rams to win the game. Um, <clears throat> I like how they played last week against Seattle, even off that week. Uh, yeah, I think they're they're playing better football, um, getting Ty Gurley the ball, running it through him, and then using the other players as complimentary players. Robert Woods, he's, you know, in top prime, you know, spot right here. I like him a lot. Uh, you know, Cooper Cup, he, he wasn't on the field as much a couple times, but he's still producing when he's out there, so I can't see myself benching him. Um, so I like those two guys and Ty Gurley. On the Cowboys side, you know, you, you got to like Dak, you got to like Zeke, you got to like Mark Cooper. Um, all th- those guys are always going to come through, um, especially in any type of game script. Um, the Cowboys are going to, you know, try to fling the football in the air to come back or to, you know, establish a run when they need to. And Zeke's just that good of a player that he's going to still eat, at least give you a strong, you know, <clears throat> RB2 performance. Um, so, yeah, but the, the Cowboys are not a good team, so I'm taking the Rams. <laughs> um sorry you might you might have heard me laughing or uh, i snickered a little bit when you were when you were going through your rundown and that was because you you inspired me to go look at the look ahead line for the game next week and the between the, the dallas cowboys and the philadelphia Eagles, <laughs> and the cowboys are one and a half point favorites uh-huh <laughs> that's great um <laughs> But in this matchup, I'm going to take the over. I'm going to take the Rams to cover the spread, and I'm going to take the Rams to win. The Rams have just been so good offensively over the last the last few weeks. They're the number four pass offense in terms of pass offense efficiency during that span. Um, and then you know defensively, they've you know they've been pretty solid all year. I think the addition of Jalen Ramsey has helped. Um, but I think you know they're going to be. It's going to be. I mean, Dak Prescott at home. Amari Cooper at home, obviously yeah. those spl- those splits, um, you know those are solid. And you know, Jalen, did you hear Jalen Ramsey come out and like compliment Amari Cooper? Wait, he said something nice. Yeah, it's so weird. He, oh, said, he came out and said Amari Cooper is one of the most underrated receivers in the league. And he said, I played against him when he was in Oakland my rookie year. And if you look at the stat line, I had he you know he had one catch for four yards, and you would think I won that day, but. He was eating me up all day, like on his releases and everything, and I was like, "Wait, what? Jalen Ramsey's saying nice things about an opponent? <laughs> it's like, crazy. This is crazy. <clears throat> it's um, crazy. So, yeah. So, uh, you know, it, you, you you have to start Amari Cooper. You have to start Dak, right? Yep. Um, yep. You know, they're at home, high over under. 
you know, Dak's been he's been great all year. So you know, I don't I don't expect him to be any different here. Um, Michael Gallup, I think you can start as well. Um, Troy Hill, who's played opposite Jalen Ramsey, uh, he's given up some catches. So you know, I, I definitely uh, like that. And then, um, yeah, I mean, on the on the Rams side, you were talking about Robert Woods. Um, you know, just to shed some light. You know, in the last over the last four weeks since Week Twelve, Robert Woods has a thirty-two percent target share in this offense. That's what's up. Um, that's like DeAndre Hopkins level numbers. That's Michael Thomas, Devontae Adams. Like that's clear cut number one receiver in the offense. Yep. Yep. Um. Tyler Higby's had a 22% target share. Cooper comes down to 18%. Um, and we saw him last week play season low in snaps. And when Sean McVay was asked about that, you know, he was kind of, he kind of, uh, you know, was, was, was saying that that's the, the offense that they're most efficient in. You know, that's this, you know, they were just trying to get the group out there that, um, that they're most efficient in. And that's kind of, you know, if you're a Cooper cup owner, that's kind of, you know, discouraging, obviously, like you said, you know, the, the usage is still there. He's still got an 18% target share um, over the last four weeks. So I think you can, you know, you still have to start him, you know, with, with some confidence, you know, not much confidence, but you're still going to start him. Um, you know, actually, you know, just to shed some light, in that week 14 game, he had a 12% target share. So that's not entirely great. You know, four catches, 45 yards, and a touchdown. So, um, you know, a little bit scary there, but... Um, yeah, I think you still start him. Yeah. Uh, and then Tyler Higby, obviously, you're starting as well. Um, yeah, he's been balling. Any, any anything else in this in this game that we want to we want to maybe target or you're not you're not touching Brandon Cooks, right? No, I'm not touching him. Okay, good. Because during that span that I was just shedding light on that four week span where Robert Woods has a 32 percent target share and Tyler Higby and Cooper Cup are both both over 18 percent. Uh, Brandon Cooks has a had a seven percent has a seven percent target share during that span. Yeah, don't do it. So, don't do it. All right, uh, let's move on to the next game, man. We got the year. I'm gonna call them year because I just feel like you know, since that since Thanksgiving they're just your team now. Ooh, the nine already know. Buffalo yeah. Bills traveling to Pittsburgh <laughs> to take on the eight and five Pittsburgh Steelers. Thirty six and a half point over under. Steelers are one point favorites. Um, this line is all over the place. The, the the look ahead line was Bills by Bills one point favorites. Then it sh- went to Steelers two and a half point favorites, and now the Steelers are one point favorites. So Greg, what do you got? Yeah, you know I'm closet Buffalo Bills fan, but you know I I think I got to go with the Bills in this game. I got them covering the spread. I think it's very going to be very close though, a field goal game, and I'm gonna take the under. Uh, it's gonna be one of those tough, grinded out. Uh, Buffalo Bill games, you know, um, and they play the Steelers, who also struggle offensively, but they have a great defense. So I think it's going to be very low scoring, <clears throat> maybe like a 17-14 game, but uh, somehow, some way, Josh Allen gets it done. Um, so uh, it's, it's, I think he still gives you a safe floor in this matchup. So I think you can still trust him. Um, I think you can trust Devin Singletary. He's been money of late. He's been the guy that you know. Uh, coming into the year, he'd be the the sleeper that I expect him to be, but he's been doing very well. Um, and you know, John Brown, I think you can, you know, Cole Beasley and John Brown, I think they're this safe flex plays uh, for you if you need need them to perform. Um, on the Steelers side, no Juju. Uh, again, it's, it's still hard to figure out who's going to be the run, the wide receiver of choice. 
So I think um, the only guy I can really look to in this matchup is probably James Conner. Yeah, I'm going to take the under. I'm taking the Bills to cover and the Bills to win. Um, you know, I, I don't. I just don't see how this Pittsburgh offense can get anything done. Yeah. Um, you know this this Buffalo defense is really good um, as a pass defense, and you know they they're they're a bad run defense mainly because they allow you to run the ball. Um, you know they're, they're, they 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 want to play the pass a little bit more heavily. But I think like we saw against um, like we saw against uh, Baltimore in their previous game, they can kind of they can stop the run. Um, they just you know they just have to put you know put, you know uh, appropriate um, the resources in a in a matter to do so. So I think in a in a matchup against um, this the Pittsburgh Steelers where you know you have you know. Um, you have you know limited weapons on the outside. I think they they they're going to be able to take Trey White, you know, mm-hmm. kind of match them up on whichever receiver they they deem to be the the biggest threat. Between you know, it doesn't seem like Juju is going to play. Uh, he left. He returned to practice, but then left practice again with the knee injury. Um, you know, it seems like a reaggravation of that same knee injury. So I wouldn't expect him to play in this one. I wasn't really excited to play him anyway. But between Deontay Johnson, James Washington, whichever one of the these guys they they deem. Uh, worthy of Trey White's presence, um, and then you know I think they just load up and, and take James Conner away. Um, you know I know we, I was kind of saying I would wait and see on James Conner, but I think it really depends on what your team looks like, um, because the J- James Conner the matchup is going to be nice, you know, and and um, you, we know that you, we know that they're going to run the ball. You know, Benny Snell is getting over 16 carries in every game right, right. that he was a starting running back. So if James Conner, if you told me James Conner was going to finish this game 100%, like, you know, obviously no one, no one's ever really 100% healthy in the NFL, especially not in December. But if you told me he was going to play this entire game and not leave due to injury, like, I would I would start him. Yeah, definitely. I, I think he's the best running back out of the, the three that have been, they've been rotating through. So think as a flex play i think he's a strong flex play yeah i think he's a strong flex play you just you kind of know what that risk is when you put him in your lineup you know that hey this is james connor hey it's prime time like he might because it's a shoulder you know like it like he's he's he plays running back he's gonna get hit on his shoulder like especially and you know i'm not saying the bills are dirty or anything but they know this you know they, they know that he's hurt so they're gonna they're gonna hit him you know they're gonna be like all right. Let's see. Let's see how you know. Let's see, you know how how good his shoulder is today. Um, so I mean that's that risk that you're gonna take. But if you if you really need that upside, uh, you know you need you know solid R. You need a solid um you know R like top high end RB two performance. Like I think James Conner could give you that if he plays this whole game. Yeah, I agree. Um, and then the receivers. You know, I, I'm I'm not really interested in any of the receivers on either side. I know you said John Brown, Cole Beasley, um, safe plays. I mean, Cole Beasley's been safe all you know. He's been safe all year, so he's the guy that I would kind of lean to. But you know, both these guys have an equal target share in this offense. I mean, close to equal. John Brown, um, you know, he's he's got a he's got a 25% target share over the last five weeks, and then Cole Beasley's around 22%. So, um, you know, they're 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 both getting the same amount of targets. It's just obviously Cole Beasley's hitting on his, you know, his are a little bit 
you know, safer and more in the middle of the field. We saw Christian Kirk kind of get after this this uh, Steelers, um, you know, this Steelers, you know, get get loose in the Steelers secondary. So maybe Cole Beasley can do that as well. Um, but I'm not gonna. I would look elsewhere before I would, you know, look to start one of these guys. I think. Uh yeah, I I agree with that. If you want some more upside or some more scoring, um, it's gonna be a, a ground out game. Yeah, and then and then Josh Allen, you're not going there, right? Uh, yeah, I think he's probably gonna be. I think he's not gonna lose your day. So if you are confident, I think he won't do horrible. I think he's still safe. Yeah, I mean, I think I think you're gonna have a steady floor with Josh Allen. It's just I'm not gonna do it to myself, and I'd rather pick up Baker Mayfield. Yeah, um, yep. Get some points. I would rather. Yeah, I I think I, yeah Carson Wentz. I would rather. Mm-hmm. Um, I would rather Eli Manning. <laughs> uh, I probably still take Josh Allen. <laughs> <laughs> um, <clears throat> all right. Uh, anything? I mean, Devin Singletary. I think you got to play him. Yes, absolutely. He's been so. I mean, he's been so solid. Yep. The last few weeks. Um, and he, he's getting that volume that we were kind of complaining about um mm-hmm. you know he's he's getting the 70% 70% of the snaps 80% of the running back touch share um he's he's getting he's involved in the pass game the last few weeks so uh yeah Amen. i think you can it's coming up that draft stock increase for next year yo that's one of those players oh yeah big time <laughs> i mean you know Devin Singletary RB26 on the year but you know if you look at the you know the last 8 weeks if you look at the back half of the season Devin Singletary is actually the RB ten. Yeah, yep. That's that. That, that makes absolute sense. He's gonna be maybe a middle round guy that's gonna give you you know RB one upside like a Chris Carson coming into this year. Yeah, I mean he'll probably be like a third, second round pick. Yeah, because I mean, uh, Chris Carson was so low because we we had questions about Rashad Penny. Right. Like there's no, I don't think there's gonna be a situation like that. Hopefully not for Devin Singletary, but yeah, I, I think you start him. Yep. Um, all right, we're ready for this for this next game. Yes, sir. Sorry, that Bill Steelers game, that was the Sunday night game, 8.20 p.m. This game, Monday night, 8.15 p.m., we've got the 6-7 and seven Indianapolis Colts traveling to New Orleans to take on the 10-3 and three New Orleans Saints, 46.5 point over under. Saints are 9.5 point favorites. Greg, what do you got? <clears throat> yeah, I got the Saints in this game. I keep They keep it rolling. I think the Colts cover the spread though, and <clears throat> I'm gonna take the under. Um, yeah, I just like the Colts defense a lot. I think they, you know, they keep it low scoring, but they do what they have to do. Uh, well, Mike Thomas, Drew Brees, you know, Alvin Kamara. Uh, he came, you know, come off a tough game, but I think you know he's gonna learn from that and uh, adjust. Um, so I think you still start those three guys up uh, on the Colts side. Um, you know. F- I'm not really sure, you know, no T.Y. again. Uh, Marlon Mack, I think, is the only guy I can really trust with confidence. I'm going to take the over. I'm going to take the Colts to cover. Actually, yeah, I'm going to take the Colts to cover. Saints at home, I didn't know football. I'm going to take the Colts to cover, um, and I'm going to take the over. I'm going to take the Saints to win, though. Um, Yeah, so I guess I'll start on the Saints side because that's the easier side. Drew Brees, you can play him. Um, absolutely, I think you play him. Um, 
Michael Thomas, play him. Jared Cook, play him. Yep, Jared uh, Cook Alvin as Kamara, well. Play him. Um, Latavius Murray, maybe. I think you could flex him given the the high the high uh, point spread, and they're at home. Um, the matchup's necessarily not great on that side, though. So there's that. But um, you know, I think you, there's going to be points to be had in this game. So. Uh, on the Colts side, though, um, you know, obviously Jacoby Brissett's going to have to keep pace with Drew Brees in this Saints team, 46 and a half <clears> point <throat> over-under. Uh, Saints have an implied 28-point total, so, um, you know, Jacoby Brissett's going to have to score some points, like you were saying. Um, and plus, the Saints defense actually is a little banged up. Um, they put two guys on IR, uh, Sheldon Rankins, their D-tackle, Marcus Davenport, their defensive end. Um so, you know, there's mm. the, the Colts are going to have that going for them. Um, that could, you know, we, we this this uh, New Orleans defense, which has been hot all year, um, you know, they've dipped a little bit in the last few weeks in terms of efficiency, both on the offense, or both in the pass game and the run game. Um, so I think Indy could make some plays here. And then very similarly to Emmanuel Sanders last week, um, you know, he plays, he played, for, he plays 40% of the snaps in the slot. Um, well, you know, you said T.Y. Hilton's not playing. Zach Pascal will be playing. Zach Pascal also plays 40% of his snaps in the slot. So that's going to allow him to avoid Marshawn Lattimore um, for, you know, obviously 40, you know, 40% of the time. So maybe, mm, maybe even more no than shadow? that. No so, shadow? You said what? No shadowing, you think? No, well, Marshawn, Marshawn Lattimore, um, you know, going into last week, only played 13 snaps all year in the slot. Oh, okay. Um, he doesn't play in the slot. So, um, you know, Zach Pascal, that would be his way to escape him, you know, Word. very similarly how, to how Emmanuel Sanders was able to do that last week as well. Um, and then I think, you know, Marcus Johnson is somebody that's definitely intriguing, um, you know, maybe more of a DFS player, you know, if you're in a deeper league. Yeah. Um, he's, so, he's somebody that intrigues me because he's been, he's been getting some, some work over the last, the last few weeks, especially, with, you know, with T.Y. being out. And all the injuries that they have, you know, they just put their, uh, you know, second round pick Paris Campbell. They just put him on IR. Um, so, you know, Marcus Johnson, somebody that intrigues me. He's played ninety plus, ninety four plus percent of the snaps each of the last uh, two weeks. Um, if you go back to actually the last five weeks since he really started playing, um, he only played less than uh, he's only played less than ninety ninety four percent of the snaps twice. He's only played less than 90% of the snaps um, or less than 80% of the snaps just once. So, um, you know, he's somebody that's going to be involved. He's ran 30-plus 30, 30 routes each of the last three weeks, six-plus targets. You know, he's got 50 yards receiving both of those games, one of those with a touchdown. So, um, you know, I think somebody, you know, in a high over-under um, that you could play in, in, in this game, especially, you know, the Colts missing weapons. Yeah, I like that. Um, and then Jack Doyle, I think you kind of have to just play him um, just because the opportunity and the volume. But I'm not—he he didn't do great last week, and the the matchup is. Um, oh, actually, the matchup is pretty good. So yeah, Jack Doyle, I think, is somebody that you can play. So. <clears throat> yeah. Um, anything else on this matchup? Uh, no, nah, no. Nah, I think this is a should be a decent game. I think you know Colts will control the game throughout it and uh it'll just be you know the Colts just hanging in there threat by threat yeah 
Yeah, I think I, I, I see that. I see it playing out like that that as well. So, all right, man, it's money time, bro. Uh huh. Got yeah, got to make some people some money. So, starts of the week, brother. What do we got, man? QB start of the week, man. Oh man, uh, my man Baker. <clears throat> I'm gonna go with him. Baker Mayfield against fight. the Cardinals. Yeah, you already know. I, I <laughs> came into that pre-show meeting. Uh, rock purposes for Baker. I took him. Uh, juiciest matchup for quarterbacks this week in fantasy. Uh, he's top ten in red zone attempts. Uh, that, I think that should correlate to touchdowns for him. So I expect, you know, I think he gets at least two, definitely three in this game. Uh, and high, high over under. Cardinals is just, you know, bad in general. I think, you know, the Baker, the Browns win, and then Baker rolls. Yeah, man. Obviously, love that start of the week. My start of the week, I'm going back to the well, man. Ryan Tannehill, uh, my QB start of the week. He's got this matchup against the Houston Texans, who over the last five weeks give up the most fantasy points to the quarterback position. Um, you know, that's – and obviously Ryan Tannehill, uh, we already talked – we've been talking about it. It's been one of my main talking points. The only quarterback that's been better than him in fantasy over the last uh, – since Ryan Tannehill took over uh, as the Tennessee Titans uh, starter is Lamar Jackson. Uh, he adds the floor with the rushing. He's got multiple touchdowns in a, in a, um, in a, a lot of his games this year, so – Ryan Tannehill provides that safe floor with that huge upside, especially in a 50-point over-under against this Houston Texans defense. Yeah, definitely. Greg, wide receiver, start of... Greg, wide receiver start of the week, brother. What do you got? Uh, yeah, I'm going to go with Kenny Galladay uh, going against the Bucks. I think it's a high over-under game. I think it would be a lot of opportunity uh, for David Blau to get the ball out in the air. Um, so I think Kenny Galladay is going to get you know 10-plus targets. Um, he gets in the end zone. He has a monster day. Um Take up Kenny Galladay, Galladay season. Yeah, man, Kenny G, the man. He's got size. He's got speed. He's got a cool nickname. He's smooth. We gotta start him up. All right, man. My wide receiver start of the week. I'm going with the number one receiver on the Cleveland Browns. That is Jarvis Landry. Mm-hmm. He's got this matchup against the Arizona Cardinals. We both love Baker Mayfield this week, and Jarvis Landry. Um, he, like I said, gets to go against the Arizona Cardinals, who over the last five weeks give up the fourth most fancy points to the wide receiver position. Um, and so Jarvis Landry is going to continue to roll. Uh, this is a high over-under. I think this game is going to be close, so there should be a back-and-forth nature to it. And Jarvis Landry should eat up not only in the receptions, but um, obviously the yardage, and hopefully he gets in the end zone this week. So Jarvis Landry, I expect him to have a monster day. Yep, yep. Greg, your running back start of the week, the one that we also wanted to fight over, but you won. So go ahead. Yeah, I'm gonna go. Yeah, this is too easy here. Chris Carson versus the Panthers. This is the juiciest matchup for running backs in fantasy as well right now. Uh, for a team that's committed to the run, Seattle's third in team run plays per game. Uh, it's gonna be just a sweet spot for Chris Carson. He's third amongst running backs in carries, top ten in rushing yards and red zone touches. And there's no Rashad Penny. This is just what you need for a, a fantasy matchup. Uh, it's green, green in all categories. But start Chris Carson. Yeah, man, Chris Carson's going to have a monster day, so I love that one. My running back start of the week, it's going to be a little outside the box, but I picked the Chargers to win. I picked the Chargers to cover the spread, so I'm going to go with um, Melvin Gordon, my running back start of the week. Um, if you go back over the last the last few weeks, if you go back over the last three <coughs> weeks, obviously um, Minnesota gives up the fourth most uh, fancy points to the running back position. Um, but if you actually want, and that includes a bye week. But if you want to go, um, if you want to go back a week ahead, of that they gave up uh, 
the 13th most fantasy points to the position against Denver. So this has become a nice little spot. And like I've been saying, Minnesota 32nd in terms of, of run defense efficiency um, in the last three weeks. But over the on the year, they're 30th. Uh, and if you look at this Chargers offense, uh, they started out on the season. They were, they were throwing the ball 64% of the time. Now this Chargers team, over the last three weeks, they're throwing the ball only 54% of the time, which means this is a run offense now. Um, and there's a little, there's a lot more balance to it. So I expect Melvin Gordon to have a monster day here. Um, and hopefully Austin Eckler doesn't steal all his work. Oh, yeah, definitely. But start them both. Greg, your tight end start of the week, man. What do you got? Uh, this week I got Ian Thomas. You know, no Greg Olson in this game. Uh, the Bucks are horrible against the tight end position. You know, Ian Thomas is going to step in there. He, he's going to be involved. Kyle Allen, you know, trust him. Uh, he produced when you know Greg Olson was out uh, out before, so I think he he keeps it rolling and, and he's going to get the opportunity. Uh, got the touchdown last week, ten targets as well, which is a really good number. So I'm gonna go with Ian Thomas. Yeah, man, I love Ian Thomas, man. This this Seattle matchup is a great one, so definitely like that one. My my tight end start of the week. Oh man, a little Freudian slip there. My tight end start of the week. That's going to be Austin Hooper because he's going to produce like a wide receiver. Uh huh. Um, so he's got this matchup against the San Francisco 49ers. Um, you know, high over under. They're, the Falcons are ten and a half point dogs. So that garbage time is going to be right there for you. But Austin Hooper's coming back from this MCL injury and gets to go against these Niners, who over the last three weeks give up the fifth most fantasy points to the tight end position. Um, so this is going to be a really good matchup for him. Obviously, we saw what Jared Cook did to them before before they left. Uh, this Niners defense, like we talked about, is banged up, not just the D-line, but also in the secondary. So I think Austin Hooper is going to kind of get loose in this against this uh, Niners this Niners defense, especially when you consider no Calvin Ridley in, uh, in this game. So Austin Hooper, light him up, tight end start of the week. Yep, yep. Greg, your QB stream of the week, man. What do you got? Oh yeah, going back, you know, love my man Gardner early in the year. He's got to you know bounce back here against the Raiders. He's rostered in only fifteen percent of Yahoo League, so he's out there. Uh, I think you can trust him in this matchup. Uh, even though there's no DJ Shark, I think you can still trust the weapons that are out there. D.D. Westbrook, um, you know, Nick O'Leary, and all, all those guys. So I think you got to go with Gardner here. He's gonna get the two fifty and two touchdowns. I think he gets that number. Ooh, the 252 touchdown number for Gardner, man. I remember that. Nah, I expect him to get it this week, man. Gardner's there's no quitting Gardner. So, um, I like I really like that one as well. For me, my QB stream of the week, I'm gonna go with Phillip Rivers, man. This guy, he's only 59% owned. Uh so he's he's available. He's out there. Uh, he's been he's been like mediocre uh, all year. But Phillip Rivers has been play been playing better, especially as of late. Um and you know, I'm picking the Chargers to win this game at home against this, you know, bad Vikings team. So I think if you need a, a steady, safe floor, uh, Phillip Rivers, he could provide that for you here as my QB stream of the week. Oh uh, yeah, Greg, like tight ends. Greg, tight end stream of the week, brother. Uh, I mean, this is this got to be gold right here, man. So it's coming from you. What do you got, man? Oh yeah, man. I mentioned him, <clears throat> Nick O'Leary. Uh, you know, he's a tight end. On the Jacksonville Jaguars, I think Gardner Minshew is going to look to him a little bit. He got five targets last week uh, in, in the spot in a you know decent matchup. So I think he's going to be trusted here. Um, he got the touchdown last week as well. Uh, going against Oakland in a great matchup against tight ends. 
um, yeah, I think if you need someone, he's going to be out there. He's available in literally all leagues. So if you need someone, emergency break the glass, you got to get Nick O'Leary. You can stream him. Yeah, I think he's going to produce. Oh, man, that is deep, but I like it, man. I like it. Um, my tight end stream of the week, I am going to go with Jonu Smith, plays mm-hmm. for Tennessee, t- Tennessee Titans, gets to go up against Houston, who over the last three weeks gives up the third most fantasy points to the tight end position. And Jonu Smith, uh, obviously since the departure of Delaney Walker, who had to go on I- season-ending IR with the uh, ankle injury, Jonu Smith's been playing Oh, like over seventy percent of the snaps, he's been hitting near the eighty, the eighty percent number, uh, and so and he's got um, the trust of Ryan Tannehill as he's going to be targeted, and especially in a high over under, high total. Uh, I expect Johnny Smith to continue to be involved, but to provide a, a stream worthy performance against this this Houston Texans defense. Greg, your defensive stream, man. What do you got? Uh, those streams, I got, you know, I like the Packers, I think, at home against the Bears. I think they're holding on. I think they're able to get some <clears throat> well, turnover. Uh, you know, Dave Montgomery, he can fumble the ball. Mitch, you know, know he, you know, he, he can throw some picks there. Uh, and I think the Browns are good, in a good spot here against the Cardinals as well. Yeah, I like, I like both of those. Um, for me, I'm going to go with the Washington Redskins, man. I picked the Redskins to cover the spread. I'm picking them to win this game. Um, so I, I'm going to go with them. They, over the last three weeks, the Redskins are actually the number four defense in fantasy over the last four over the last three weeks. Um, and, you know, that includes matchups against Detroit, Carolina, Green Bay. Um, you know, they've been pretty solid and they provided a steady uh, a steady floor average of 13 points a game during that span. So uh, Philadelphia, no Lane Johnson uh, injuries all over the all over the offense. Uh Washington's at home. I think that they can um that they come through here in this one and provide us a, a solid day for you. All right, man. So Greg, that's like what 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 are you excited oh, for man. this week, man? Uh this What's week, you know, I think you know that AFC South, man, it's crazy. Uh it's been so close all year. <clears throat> I'm looking forward to that. Uh you know, the Bills got another primetime game. They earned it. Uh so I'm looking forward to that a little bit. Maybe, you know, Josh Allen shows out again. Uh, so, uh, though I think those two games, you know, off, off the brand a little bit, not big name teams, but except the Steelers, but you know, not as uh, popular as before. You know, all the big the big bees are gone, so I think uh, you gotta look to Buffalo as the big bees now. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I, I'm 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 gonna have my eyes glued to this this Tennessee um, this Tennessee Houston game. You know, the the best there's there's two really good things about the Jets haven't played on Thursday, that means A, they can't lose this weekend, and B, I don't have to watch them, um, so I can, you know, focus on other games this week, so I'm, I'm definitely going to be doing that, um, so have my eyes glued to this Tennessee-Houston game, um, but yeah, other than that, just going to keep, you know, keep trying to ride these playoffs, you know, Lamar Jackson and our, and our, um, uh-huh. our Lamar Jackson Enterprises, let's go. Yeah, Lamar Jackson Enterprises, he... You know he said he set it off he set it off nice for us. You know we coming out the bye and you know we come to the Thursday night game and he's spotting us thirty seven points. So you know can't be mad at that. Yes, sir. All right, man. So uh, you know good luck to you. Good. I know you. You know obviously we have our playoffs and I, I know you, you got some other playoffs that you got going on. Um, and then 
uh, obviously, for all you guys listening, good luck to all you guys in your matchups. You know, hopefully you, you can get that win and move on to the next round and get closer to that chip. And then, um, you know, if you, again, if you if you get eliminated, still come back here because you're going to want to keep listening to the, the top performances, the guys that are rolling, um, you know, you're going to want to know that Devin Singletary was the RB10 over the last eight weeks, different things like that um, for you to, to take into next year. So, mm-hmm. All right, guys. Well, good luck on all your matchups. And as always, thanks for listening. If you could please leave us a follow, a rate, a review, Apple iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, wherever it is that you're listening to us, um, you know, just keep staying plugged with us. We got you covered. And as always, we are out. We out.